Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, yes, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. The best thing about hosting a radio show is you can change course anytime you want. We stumbled into a great topic here, so let's do it. <coughs> My friend Dave Rothenberg, who works uh, at, in New York, a talk show host in New York, is a crazy fan of the New York Giants, and they stink, and they suffered a, a, an embarrassing and horrible loss on Sunday, and he was talking on his show this morning about how his 11-year-old son asked him if he has to keep rooting for the Giants. Dad, can I root for another team? And we got into it a little bit here, and we're throwing open the phones to you on your response to that. If you are a parent and your team stinks and your 11-year-old son or daughter says to you, Dad, Mom, do I have to keep rooting for this team? What is your response? So Rich is our camera operator, and he's a fun guy, and he loves the Mets. He's a crazy Met fan. And he actually took it to a different level. He said, if one of my kids said to me, I want to root for the Yankees, I would cut them off. And here's the interesting, so see, that took it to an even worse level, right, Hembo? That's sleeping with the enemy. If you're a Yankee fan and you decide you want to root for the Padres, or a Met fan, and, and you decide you want to root for the, I don't know, Mariners, because, you, you know, I don't even know what reason you might have for that. But, <laughs> but you just decide that. That's one thing. If you decide you want to root for the arch enemy, that would be something else. If an 11-year-old Stevie Greenberg had said, I no longer want to root for the Jets, and this would be in Tom Brady's heyday there, I now right. want to root for the Patriots, yeah. that's another level much worse oh, than well, just, can no, no. I endure this thing? No, no problem. No Come problem. On, right? He has an uncle who is from Boston, and we would have just shipped him off to live with him. <laughs> Would have been that simple. My brother-in-law, Lewis, is from Framingham, Massachusetts, and he's a, a crazy fan of all the New England sports teams, which is a living hell being in the same family with him over the last decade because all they do is win. Between the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics, and the Patriots, I could throw up from this. I'll tell you a quick story about that a little later as well. But I promised phone calls on this, so let's do it. So uh, it is time for you to uh, chime in here, as you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, Bubba, who's first up? First up, we're going to talk to Rob. All right, Rob, you are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Rob, if your 11-year-old says, Dad... Do I have to keep rooting for our team? What's your answer? Absolutely not, Granny. Here's the story. I got two kids. got an older son, and I got a younger daughter. I raised them good Catholic kids, prayers, and Irish. Raised them as Irish fans, solid Irish fans. Mm -hmm. My daughter comes to me two years ago with the Alabama jersey on, hollering about the roll tides and the elephants and all this other stuff. I've all but disowned her on Saturday. <laughs> and she and worse than that, she has the upper hand on me with the last ass kicking they give us in the frickin' playoffs. <laughs> so that's where that's where I'm at. I've all but disowned her with the roll tides and the elephants and all this other stuff. We are from Alabama. That gives her no excuse. She was raised better than that. That is brilliantly done. Rob, God bless you. I love you. I love wow. this. This is exactly what I was looking for. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Mark. Mark, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Mark, take it away. All right, Greeny. So I'm a lifelong Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. I've suffered through a lot of pain over the past 20 years. And I have a young son who, who's just now getting into football. He's watching games with me. And 
I say there there's some merit. There's some life lessons you can take away from rooting for a perennial loser. Mm-hmm. You know, my son will be a lifelong Browns fan because he's going to learn that you can't always win, and sometimes you never win. <laughs> so, and and the 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 point is that eventually the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. Rooting for a team over and over that you know has a hard time finding success eventually just like look at the browns this year you know their 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 outlook is great the juice is finally going to be worth the squeeze you know i'm i'm 36 years old and i've i've hardly ever seen the browns be successful in all my adult years of of rooting for the browns Mm -hmm. and maybe this year is finally going to come to fruition i love it again you know you know there's some merit in in learning that you can't always win. No, I and- agree. Misery is a, is a, is an enormously important part of growing up. Like you have to be. I don't. Well, let me say this. I don't have any other experience. Like I don't know what it's like to root for a team that wins. I have no understanding of that. So that Mark, you and I have that in common. I mean, I, I can answer my child honestly. Like I have no idea what it's like to root for a team that wins. I only know this: it stinks. But it's who we are. It's not changeable. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Cully. All right, Cully, what team are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the Steelers. Okay. Uh, my son is seven. Uh, he, I grew up, uh, everything he ever had was Steelers. And last year, he just decided that uh, Tom Brady was the coolest thing on the face of the earth. I don't know where he got it from. Oh, no. So oh. I actually went and bought him a Brady jersey for Christmas last year. No. And he got a... Uh, Build-A-Bear, he went to Build-A-Bear and got a uh, Tom Brady Build-A-Bear, Patriots bear. And I I was like, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. You're seven years old, and uh, when you realize what's right, you'll come back around. <laughs> oh, no. Cully, I love you, but I hate, I hate the call. I hate the call. You can't contribute. You can't give the kid the Brady jersey for Christmas, can you? No, at seven years old, you can't enable your child in no. that way. No, no. I, I agree. You're right. Like right. if if your son says, "Dad, uh, Dad, Cully, I I just want to eat candy for dinner. Like I don't want to eat the chicken that your mom made. I don't want to eat the vegetables. I don't want to eat any of that. I just want to eat, you know, uh, rice krispies and bonbons." Uh, what the hell did I just come up bon with? Bonbons. I was trying to come up with street. And, but the Steelers are good. Like this, he has no. And they've been good. The Steelers no are good. They're good. Your team, Cully, your son's team is good. Tom Brady is an outlier. And, and if your son, I will get to the point I was trying to make here, is if your son says, all I want to eat is sugary snacks for dinner, you have to explain. That's not good for you. What is a bonbon? I think it's a candy, but I'm not 100% sure. How is it that might just second, be French for how candy. How is that the second candy that I have no mind? idea. I have no idea where they came I'm from. I'm looking this up. I honestly don't. Uh, Bubba, who's next? We've got George. <laughs> all right, George, what team are we talking about, George? Okay, so I'm a Patrick fan. I was a kid. My, my son, after spending some time with his maternal grandparents, comes home with Dodger paraphernalia, telling me that he likes the Dodgers now. And what'd you do? So, I spent some time with him, sat him down, gave him the talk about baseball and what it means, what it meant to me and the family, and then I put my own where my mouth is. And uh, I sponsored his little league team, thanks to the Padres, and I won my kids. 
Okay, fair enough. I was having a little trouble understanding him. What, Bubba, what team did he say? He said his, his kid wants to become a Dodger fan. What team is his team? I couldn't. I think the Padres. The Padres. The yeah. Padres. Well, that's got to be There was a lot going bad. on with the, the G-Man. Yeah, but. we had a lot We had a lot going on with that call. <laughs> Let's try another one, Bubba. Go. Let's go to Chad. I thought we'd lost Bubba for a moment there. But yeah, we're, just we're, we're strategizing his back euphoria. here. Chad, you're on ESPN Radio. Chad, what team are we talking about? So, so we're in Iowa, and we don't really have pro teams. Uh, we, we have a mix of the Bears and the Packers, and, and – I'm a lifelong Packer fan, like my father, mm-hmm. and my son has—he's uh, ten—and has decided he wants to be a Seahawks fan. And uh, it's because of the colors. I'll give him that. And tell you what, it's still fun to watch it with my kid. Bears really haven't been a rival. Seahawks are about a team that I hate just as much as the Niners. So when you hear your kid tell you you're a Seahawks fan, I guess at least he wants to watch the sport with you. Um, I do have a five-year-old that's a diehard Packer fan with me, so we like to rub it in. But All right. And, and look, it, now you, here's the thing, Chad. Now you know which one is your favorite kid. Like when people ask, do you have a favorite child? The answer is yes. If one of them is rooting for the Packers and the other one is rooting for the Seahawks, it, it's easy to decide which kid that, you know, is, is because I, I, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I honestly don't know how I would handle that. So I, again, I married a Chicago girl. She likes the Chicago teams. There's not a lot of... A rivalry there uh, there was you know back in the day between the Knicks and the Bulls that was a heated rivalry but that feels like a thousand years ago um if I had married a Boston girl and she wanted to wear like a, a Brady jersey all those years during on Sundays I honestly don't know what I would have done I really don't twice a year every year my wife and I fight practically every time the who Eagles, is her team the Giants was, was the, oh so she's from New Jersey and their families had season tickets since like the 60s oh. like, like it runs deep there deep so whenever kids wind up making their way to us that is going to be who a are your quandary. kids going to root for I'm going to want them to root for all the Philly teams no I get it but, but who are they I, going to root Rob, for they're growing up in Jersey they're probably going to end up rooting for the Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that we're going to have I'm going to be breeding Giants fans. That's that's not something they would have ever imagined. That would be complicated. I, I don't. <sighs> I mean, I love the topic. I, Dave Rothenberg, I love you. I, I love these. I love the calls. Thank you, everybody, for calling in with these because it, it really it's something I hadn't it was not planned for the show today, and it's something I never really gave a lot of thought to. Like we did a comedy sketch years and years ago. There was a comedy. Um, this, this online comedy, I forget what they were, but they came to my house and we shot like a sketch and they used my son in it. And, and, and at the, the joke at the end is Stevie says to me, Dad, can't we just root for the Giants? But it was clearly a joke and it was, cle- you know, it was written and it was funny. If he had ever actually said that, look, the Giants have won Super Bowls in his lifetime. Um, so if he had ever said to me he wanted to root for the Giants, I, oh, it's, I mean, it would have been okay. There are plenty of other people he could have lived with. Uh, as we continue, an extraordinary record was broken this weekend, and no one said a word about it. We'll do it next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The best days in this job is are the ones where everything goes completely off script. So we just had unbelievably cool phone calls on this really fun topic about what you do if your kid, when he or she is 11 years old, decide they want to go root for a different team than the one into which they have been born. And I feel strongly about this one. You don't allow it. Under any circumstances, you don't allow it. In the meantime, the scoop. So did you see what happened over the weekend? So Notre Dame won a pretty big football game this weekend, right? That was a, a good game, a good win. One of those spots in the schedule where you think they might wind up losing and they wound up winning in a definitive sort of statement performance against Wisconsin. The final score was not indicative of how close that game was in Chicago because they had two pick sixes like in the last couple of minutes. But whatever, that's a big win. And with that win, Brian Kelly, their head coach, surpassed Newt Rockney to become Notre Dame's all-time leading coaching wins. That was very poor English. <laughs> but you know what I meant. He has now won more games as the head football coach at the University of Notre Dame than anyone ever with 106. Now, some of those have been vacated by the NCAA, but that's nonsense. On this show, we don't pay attention to that. He's won 106 football games that were actually played while he was the head coach there. And it does make me think, and this is something, Hembo, you've said many times, no coach that I can think of gets more criticism relative to performance than he does. And there are obvious reasons for it. One, especially earlier in his tenure, he had something of an unlikable quality about him on the sideline. He would berate his players so uh, visibly, and you would, you know, the, the, I think a lot of people were turned off by that. I, he has acknowledged that, and I think does a lot less of it now. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that so many people just can't stand Notre Dame, and so they don't want to say nice things about anybody. But the reality is Brian Kelly suffers from one thing and one thing only, and that is that he isn't Nick Saban. The reality is if you look at Kelly over the last, is it five years? There are only four coaches in college football who've won more games than he has. Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Lincoln Riley, and Kirby Smart. That's it. He's next. And they play a, a tough schedule every single year. You know about Notre Dame. You don't need me to tell you. And they have some intrinsic built-in advantages that have made people dislike them for a long time. But they also now have some intrinsic built-in disadvantages. At the end of the day, Brian Kelly is an elite college football coach. And for a variety of reasons, people just don't want to give him that kind of credit. Over the last five years, Kirby Smart has lost more games. Lincoln Riley has lost as many games. Dabo Sweeney has only lost one fewer game. Saban just skews everything. What he's doing is not supposed to be possible, which brings me to my next thought. <clears throat> I watched a little bit of Clemson-NC State over the weekend, and I was excited about that only in that 
I had Desmond Howard on Get Up on Friday, and I asked him, give me the upset special, and he said, NC State is going to beat Clemson, and then he turns out to be right. Clemson finds itself outside the college football playoff race for the first time in six years. This is another example of Saban skewing everything. Because all the conversation is, ooh, what's wrong with Clemson? What happened at Clemson? Oh, no, it's the end of Clemson. Hold on. Clemson has been in the playoff every year since 2015, which means they've been one of the four best teams in the country six straight years with two championships. Go back in the history of the sport. Show me when Bear Bryant did that. Show me when Joe Paterno did that. Bobby Bowden, Tom Osborne, anybody you want. Saban has made the extraordinary seem very ordinary. We poo-poo what Dabo Sweeney has accomplished. We poo-poo what Brian Kelly has accomplished. Because you say, well, look at Clemson. Excuse me, you say, look at Alabama. Alabama's ridiculous. He has completely shifted everything. You know what Nick Saban is? Nick Saban is Tiger. Tiger at his apex made everyone else, their accomplishment seems so pedestrian. Like someone would have a year in which they like won three events and a major and you'd be like, yeah, he had a decent year. That's a freaking career. Tiger just did things that you're not supposed to be able to do. And that is what Saban has done. Now, let me go to my, I don't even know this. I don't know that Nuno and I have ever had this conversation, but Nuno, you hate everyone and everything. Let me just guess you have some issue with what I just said. Do I have that right or no? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, And I don't, this belief that I hate everyone, I'm just, might be miserable. But, like, I don't hate everyone, except for the Cowboys, the Eagles, uh, Washington. They're irrelevant. Uh, I feel like you hate a lot of college teams, too. Don't you hate college coaches and teams? No, I This guy's a fraud. That guy's a fraud. I I hear this from you. Okay, now you, yes, now, okay. But there's some fraud. There's too much fawning, right? Like, yes, (laughs) there's too much fawning over certain guys, Jim Boeheim, Coach K, that type of thing. But, yes. I don't. I agree with what you said. You're a beautiful the man. College basketball. Now that I think about it, I actually yeah. do hate everyone. Yeah. He hates everyone. I mean, Nuno hates, or at least it manages to find flaw in literally everyone. And it should be reminded to those of you, who are, the overwhelming majority of our audience is listening on the radio, that Nuno also facially resembles Kim Jong Un. Okay. Now, having said that, Hembo, you were trying to convince me before the show this morning. The scoop. That there is a story on Alabama's game this weekend that everybody needs to go uh, needs to know. I will give you one minute. Go. The story, Greeny, centers on Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. Ole Miss plays at Alabama this weekend. They're a two-touchdown underdog. Right now, Ole Miss's quarterback Matt Corral owns plus 180 odds to win the Heisman. That's tied with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Greeny, since 2008, so since his second year at Alabama, Nick Saban is 86-5. and five. At home, mm. eighty-six and five. He's so good at home that we individually remember the losses. Sure. And three of those five losses: the twenty nineteen against LSU, twenty twelve against Texas A and M, and twenty ten against Auburn yielded the Heisman Trophy winner when they won that game. So Burrow beats Bama, wins the Heisman. Johnny Menzel beats Bama, wins the Heisman. Same for Cam Newton. Now Matt Corral is going to essentially have to pitch a perfect game, but what history says is if he does so. He may very well win the Heisman Trophy. Okay. I like it. I'll buy it. I do have to ask you one thing. Mm. You use interesting words when you talk about sports. Like you used yielded and you used owned. So when you say Matt Corral and Bryce Young own plus 180 odds, that's 
that may be grammatically accurate, but that's not the way human beings talk, right? Bubba, have you ever said, Come on. have you ever in your entire life said, did you know that this year Francisco Lindor owns a 212 batting average? Like, you've never said that. You'd never say owns. You're the only person I know who says that. You're no. the only person owns? who would say, no, that's these three guys who had these monster games yielded the Heisman Trophy winners. I don't Those think I've said yielded. Any, I don't think I say anything he says in my life. That's right. Okay. You, you just have an unusual you way struck of a nerve talking. Now because yeah. very often on Get Up, yeah. I ask a trivia question every single day, and it is often about a record. Who owns a record? You never, ever, ever read the word. No. You always say have or has, because and it drives me freaking crazy. You, but but that, that's what you do. But that's the word. You own a record. You no, don't, you don't. Yes, you don't you do. own a record. First of all. What do you do? Have a record? If, yeah, you, you have a record. You own the record. Who has the record? You, who owns the record? If you were, if I yeah, were to say. You own a record. Yes, you do. It's you, do you, like, just like you own a home or like you own a boat or you own a stupid Dak Prescott jersey. You own those things. You also have them, but own is the better word to use. Here's the thing. You're so wrong because A. That does sound ridiculous, even in that context. B, we're not talking about the owner of a record. We're talking about odds to win the Heisman. He owns plus 180 odds to win the Heisman. Are you insane? No one <laughs> says that. That's just not the way a person talks. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. In yeah. this case, perhaps own was the wrong word choice. But next time, when I ask a trivia question about a record, you're going to read the word own and you're going to swallow There's it. There's literally zero chance of that. You, you must be real fun at a bar when guys are just hanging out talking about seriously. sports. Seriously. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, seriously. I would say I own a 0% chance of saying that uh, on television. The other thing I quickly say is under no circumstances would I ever say, and in all three of those circumstances, the winning quarterback, it yielded the Heisman Trophy well, winner. It did not yield Pick a verb. Pick anything. a different verb. Yeah. The guy who won the Heisman played yielded. in those games. Those guys won the Heisman. The three quarterbacks who beat Bama You won yield the on the street when you're making a, a turn. <laughs> That's correct. I mean, it's, it's insane. What, I am I trying up, to get in on the highway in front of you? <laughs> I mean, I grew up diagramming sentences. I speak that same way. I know. What's so wrong with you that? yield on 84 when you're getting on to 684. That's such yeah. a Connecticut joke. Oh he grew up diagramming sentences. It's sad. Coming up next, we will explain how it went from impossibly bad to worse in one NFL city. That's next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. All right, so uh, if you have had a chance to check out uh, any of the television uh, performance here of this program, which is uh, daily streaming on ESPN+, Plus, you can watch it anytime you want then you don't already know that Hembo is wearing a cowboy hat today and he looks like Woody from Toy Story. And the reason is because his Eagles lost to the Cowboys last night. So Bubba is celebrating and doesn't have to wear an Eagles jersey. And Hembo is devastated and does have to wear a cowboy hat. If you would like to see it and also to see what a complete nutjob he is, um, I can tell you I posted a picture of him in which I asked him to smile. And his response, he just looks... I don't even know what else to say. You you look like a person that if I saw you walking down the street, I would cross to the other side. For sure. It's it's the most frightening and ridiculous looking facial expression. Let me put it this way. The hat you're wearing is low on the list of things that I notice (laughs) in that picture. But one way or another, it's on Instagram at ESPN Greeny if you would like to see it. Now, 
Having said that, to the victor goes the spoils. Bubba, I'll give you a minute to wax rhapsodic about your Cowboys who are genuinely off to a great start. Um, first of all, uh, Greeny, have you seen the movie Cape Fear with Robert De Niro? <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, I think that character kind of reminds me of Hembo. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think um, great win. I'm wearing my Dak jersey 40% of the week, which Hembo hates. Um, wore it yesterday, wearing it again today. But yeah, the big thing for me going into this game is I want to see a dominant win, take control of the NFC East, and that's exactly what we saw. Dak was great. Defense continues to be much improved. Loving what Dan Quinn's doing. They made the change for Mike Nolan. Clearly that wasn't working, so they switched to Dan Quinn, which he's been great. Loving what he's doing. Obviously Parsons, great. Diggs was awesome, so he seems like a great pick. Kellen Moore making great plays, uh, play calling on offense. Liking what we're doing with Pollard and Zeke. He's Zeke had a you know great game coming there. Still a little nervous about Mike McCarthy. I feel like he still makes some questionable decisions here and there. That may cost us at some point. I saw Dominic Foxworth last night tweeted he thinks Kellen Moore might be the head coach as early as next year if Jerry makes a move there because Kellen's you know he's he's going to be skyrocketing right up there. Um, if anything, the only thing I'm nervous about is Mike McCarthy. I think everything else is set up for uh, success right now, and we got a big game against Carolina coming up next week, and uh, hopefully we can win that as well. I think that's fair. It's, it's a big game in the NFC, the unbeaten Panthers, the 2-1 and one Cowboys. Here's the other thing. You, just, you referenced something that is a sore point for Hembo, and that is that because the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football, is it possible you will wear the DAC jersey – 60% of the days of this week, which is to oh, say yeah, it's true. Yeah. you wore it Monday because right. they were playing that night. You always right. wear it before the game. Yep. You wore it Tuesday because they won last night. Right. And now will you wear it again Friday leading into the weekend? That's yeah, the question. I guess so because they're playing against Sunday against Carolina. So I think we're looking at a uh, 60 percenter. Here's what I think. Nuno, I don't know what kind of budget we have for this sort of thing, but I think we need to get Bubba a few more jerseys. Like, get Fanatics on the line. I don't care who you want, but but get them. Let's get them a Parsons jersey. Let's get them a C.D. Lamb. Who's your favorite player on the offense besides Dak? Obviously, we love Dak. He's the quarterback, but we need a little variety, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving what C.D. brings. So you could get a, yeah. a Lamb jersey. <laughs> Just walk around with a shirt that says Lamb on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, or, I, my previous, I have a Dez and I have a Witten jersey, so I have too many of expired jerseys. I got to freshen them up. Right, I remember that. I remember you used to wear the Dez one. I remember that one year you want to bet. Did Mike had to send you to a playoff game, right? Like Correct. all expense yeah, we, paid. We, my, my dad and I, we went to uh, first class to their playoff game against the Lions. That was the the year the Cowboys were supposed to be terrible. They lost their first game and then they won like nine in a row and ended up winning. Uh, they were like whatever it was, 11 <laughs> I remember, you beat year. the Lions on a terrible call. Yeah, I remember they that up, game. They picked up the flag. I yep. remember that vividly. Yep. Uh, and then Great I think call. the next week was the Des Bryant game, right? Correct. Was, was the next week was Green Bay. Des yep. caught the ball. Yep. So, okay, one way or another, we're going to get him. I think I want to try and get him another helmet. We, I mean, uh, another jersey. Yeah, we might have to up it up up it to 100%. You know, I think yeah, we, then you could wear one every day. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I think you should be wearing get to 100. at least until they lose. Like, you have to do it. It's working. Like you have to, I told you the story. And the Jets made the playoffs. They made a deep playoff run. My family, we ate in the same restaurant oh, and yeah. ordered the same food <laughs> yep. every night. Right. Yeah. Every night it was a three-week run. I had that spaghetti and sausages at Pete's Tavern <laughs> literally every night for three weeks yep. until we lost it on the AJ Dewey game, which don't get me started. But the point is, I think you have to wear a Cowboys jersey every single day. So that's the good side. But you know, as was once brilliantly written by Charles Dickens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Hembo is an Eagle fan. 
What are your thoughts on your Eagles coming out of last night? I'm really upset, Greeny, at the head coach. So Nick Sirianni this week, as I'm sure you saw on social media, wore a Beat Dallas shirt, which mm. Philly kind of rallied behind, which was sort of a cute idea until we got slaughtered last night. But he also came into the game with an outrageously bad game plan. So Eagles running backs yesterday combined for three rush attempts in the entire game. That is the fewest by any team in any game over the last 20 seasons. Jalen Hurts was making his seventh NFL start. Philly ran 53 offensive plays, and 50 of them were either a Jalen Hurts pass or a Jalen Hurts run. Mm. Two weeks ago, we talked about how he said some really smart things um, as we, after the Eagles beat the Falcons about how he adjusts his game plan accordingly. Well, as it turns out, he prepped really well for the Falcons, but you could, you could not have drawn up or imagined a worse game plan to beat the Dallas Cowboys than what he showed last night. And also, can we get the highlighter out of the visor? It's very distracting to me. Like, what, what, what is, he, is he preparing for finals? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. That, that I also don't get. So okay. I, I have an issue with the head coach. Let's morning. address the first part of that. They're putting a lot on Jalen Hurts. I feel a little bad for Hurts, and here's why. Yes, he falls into this opportunity to become a starting quarterback, which... I mean, I don't even think for almost any of his college career, people thought he was going to be in the NFL. But he showed you something at the end of last season. And now he's got kind of a one-year tryout, which we get. But it is worth reminding everybody, this guy has started seven NFL games. Trevor Lawrence has started three. Zach Wilson has started three. I mean, he's basically a rookie. And they are putting everything on his plate. Every single play, to your point, is either a pass or a Jalen Hurts run. So I I do think, (laughs) to some degree, that it's a little unfair that he's going to get judged, and it just is life. They're going to wind up with three first-round picks. They're going to wind up with, depending on the outcome of a bunch of other things, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or someone else next year, I think, unless this guy is able to prove to them in this one season that he should be their guy. And I, I just feel like that is... It's off to a, a bit of a, a questionable start, and some of the reasons for that are beyond his control. He is, he is being set up to fail, and if it has looked this way so far, it's going to get a lot worse because the Eagles play the Chiefs next, and then they go to Carolina, and then they play Tampa, and then they go to the Raiders. The Eagles are going to be 1-6. in six. Uh, the Eagles are going to be one and six. There, there's just no way around it. And so what you're going to start, and after all these Eagles fans were so optimistic after week one, it's going to go away, away really, really quickly. And all the conversation in the city is going to turn to who's our next quarterback. And that's the worst possible thing for this kid. But that's just how it is in Philadelphia. Yeah, that is a brutal yes. next month. Home Chiefs at Panthers, home Bucks at Raiders. Boy, that is brutal. Who are they beating? Who are the Eagles going to be? There's no reason to think they're going to win any of those games. I mean, you get the Chiefs on a short week. Who cares if it's at home? Carolina <laughs> it's your has, own short week, to be clear. Right. Yeah, and they're not beating the Chiefs if they had a month. Carolina has outgained their opponent by 600 yards in three games. Yeah, Carolina, I'm not completely sold on, but, but that doesn't mean they're not better than the Eagles. The Eagles they will are. be an underdog in that game. Oh, the for Eagles sure. They'll be an underdog in all these games. Almost no shot to beat Tampa. And the, and the Raiders are 3-0 and and have probably the best strength of record in the NFL. The Eagles are in really rough Is that rough Tampa shape. game a Thursday? The Tampa games, yeah, the Tampa yeah. games. Are That's the, the best week. time to get Brady on a Thursday. Like those quick turnarounds, I think, do not serve them well. The Bucks are playing this weekend. The Bucks is is the Bucks game with New England, so there is a game in between. I was going to say, if you're getting them coming off the New England game, 
you know, maybe you get them at sort of a good time, sort of a, the kind of week where they look past their next game. But you're not getting them that. You're getting them the week after that. And this depresses me <clears> so much because the Cowboys, let's, if I'm just to be honest, they're going to have this division pretty much wrapped up by like, I don't know, week 10 or 11. If we're, if, look, if we're just going to project these things out based upon what we've seen through three games, I'm not sure the Giants are going to win a game anytime soon. Washington is probably the most disappointing team perhaps in the entire freaking league. I agree with that. The Eagles have that one win, but it's starting to look like fool's gold based, based upon what we saw seen the last two games and the future schedule. The Cowboys are going to run away and hide from this thing, and we're going to talk about them every single day on this show. I think that's I'm miserable. right. Um, I get your misery, but Jeez. it is kind of it. So the Cowboys, let's see their next schedule. Okay, I'm going to say the name of a Bubba, you tell me, win or loss. Are you ready? Uh, this, is Carol, uh, this is the Cowboys schedule. At Carolina. Uh, just uh, getting my already already obtained another jersey. Oh, so. he's got another. I got, I got another Jack one, but I got a white one. So. He's got. Yeah, that's right. He got a home and away. I, we dug this one up in the studio, so we're already uh, looking good for a hundred percent this week. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I want you in a. I want Come you in on. a Cowboys jersey every day. I might. Have to, I'll bring back the Witten. You know, maybe bring back the. We'll, we'll do some things until they until they lose a game. I believe you have to be wearing um, a jersey every day. Panthers. Ugh. Please, W. That's what, a win. Sam Darnold, like we're worried about him. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, is there an early line on that game yet? Stand by. <clears throat> Give me a line on that game while I say the next game is home against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next. <laughs> At the Patriots. Ooh. That's a win. Yeah, it's not, it's not Brady anymore. That's Mac Jones now. Yeah. Mac, um, Mac was at a terrible game this last time. At the Vikings. The Vikings were my team that's going to make a run here, but the run ends week eight. That, that, is, uh, that is at the Vikings. That is a Sunday night on Halloween. B- Halloween Bubba, night. <laughs> Bubba reminded me of, uh, of Caliendo in that sketch when he does Gruden. He goes, win, win. Right. That was him the whole way through. Yeah. That, Dallas is a five-point favorite against Carolina. Dallas is a five-point favorite at home against Carolina. I'm trying to think what was the Carolina win that was sandwiched in between. They beat the Jets. New Orleans shorthanded. Oh, that's right. They played the shorthanded New Orleans, and they played on a Thursday night against Houston. Right. So what Vegas is telling you with that line is they really don't know what to make of Carolina, and they don't trust Darnold, and I don't blame them on either front. Oh, and no McCaffrey. <clears throat> right, I forgot. McCaffrey is hurt. Boy, this does set up nicely. Cowboys are going to win that game. Yeah, man. So the Cowboys are 2-1. and one. They're going to be 3-1. and one. They're going to be 4-1. and one. I think at Patriots, at Vikings, let's say you split those. That's 5-2. and two. Then home against the Broncos is not an easy game. Broncos are pretty good. But then you get the Falcons and then the Chiefs. I, I think the Cowboys are in good shape. I, I agree with you. The Cowboys are going to put this division on. Unless Washington just turns it around. I am flabbergasted by Washington. I mean, they're making me look like a boob. I, I'm the one who told you Washington football. <laughs> everyone is sleeping on them, how good they look. And their defense stinks. How did that happen? They have all these good players on their defense, and they drafted another one, and they acquired a corner in, in free agency. They did everything all right on that defense. I know Fitzpatrick got hurt, but that doesn't have anything to do with their defense. They were losing 21 nothing against Buffalo before I turned the game on. They rank 31st in defense right now. They rank 31st, 31st in defense. Who's last? Uh, Seattle. Huh. So that's terrible. And they've played good teams. I mean, Washington yeah. has played good teams. They played Buffalo, who has a good offense, and they played, well, the Giants aren't a good team. The Giants only <laughs> scored 14 points against the Falcons. <laughs> the, Giants, the, the Giants are not a good team. In Washington week one, they played the Chargers. No, they've played bad teams. How, what, is the, what is Dallas's margin of victory in the division going to be by the end of this season? Oh, uh, if I put the over under a two and a half games, what would you take? I would take the over. 
Yeah, there's 17 games now. You can you can pull further away. They're probably going to win 11 or 12 games, right? Is there any other team in that division that will even sniff 500? There is no more 500, but that will sniff nine and eight. I think Philly is the likeliest to do it, but they're going to be one and six. I still think Washington is the likeliest to do it because they just they're playing so far below. That's probably true. Their talent level. That's or, true. I mean, at least like that. Maybe that's a good example of someone. In my case, me, who is just not willing to believe what their eyes are seeing. But at some point, I have to admit, I admitted I was wrong on the Cowboys. I have to admit I'm wrong on Washington. They look awful. They haven't gotten unlucky. They've gotten steamrolled. They're insanely lucky to have a win. A giant, a guy on the Giants who lines up in the middle of the defensive line who has literally zero chance of timing the snap and thus breaking through the line and blocking a kick winds up jumping offside and otherwise Washington's 0-3. So... Um, they've just been a huge disappointment. All right, we got to get Bubba some more jerseys. I like it, Bubba. So let it be written. You're going to wear a Cowboy jersey every day this week, yes? <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, uh, I like gosh. it. I love it. 100%. The good news is Hembo gets to take the hat off. This was great fun. Thanks, everybody, for the phone calls. They were great fun today. And we will see you back here, same time, same place, tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.